And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. All right, here we are. The new COVID-19 episode. Probably one of many of those. Uh, oh, man, too bad we're not episode 19. That uh, would have been perfect. Yeah, I don't know where we're at numbers-wise, but... Um, 18, I think. <laughs> Damn. Well, the next one, we can call it that. I don't know why I had to spell that out, too. C-O-V-I-D. I think if I say COVID at this point, everybody knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So anyhow, Andy and I are uh, kind of doing things a little different. I guess, you know... Uh, promoting the social distancing thing, right? Trying to set a good example for the rest of the world by uh, doing this uh, via FaceTime instead of us hacking on each other and sharing germs and shit. <laughs> Although I think both of us are, you know, pretty much healthy at this point, but but that's okay. I think it was kind of, you know, important to 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 promote, you know, how people should be. Uh, Spacing themselves out and not hanging out in groups and all that. Although I, I thought of this just now. We could have done whatever that was on uh, Get Smart, you know, where they had the cone of silence and they sat there, and that big kind of glass pod thing came over their head. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I actually uh, never watched that show. I mean, I know okay. what show you're talking about, but I was never, I was never into that. So. I just remember they're sitting at a table and they're like, okay, it's the cone of silence and this thing lowered down, but it's like they're still like right there or something. I don't know. I don't really remember what the gag was. <laughs> well, um, so I guess this week uh, we got kind of just a short list. I don't know if you want to do a recap of... Um, I was thinking we haven't done like an actual album review episode in a while because of the uh, Truth Council... Uh, the brother Latham, and then even the Aussie one. Right, yeah, it has been a minute. I think I uh, forgot how to do it. I had to, I had to figure out what the hell I was doing again. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't want to take notes. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I had to do it all this morning. Just was totally. I I just realized this morning, man. I didn't. I listened to everything, but I didn't sit down and take notes on anything. And um, yeah, I just kind of. Forgot how I used to do it, so I guess we're back to uh, back to basics, back to our usual routine. So yeah, hopefully uh, people still like it. Hopefully, hopefully the break, the kind of doing a couple episodes that were totally different, you know. Hopefully people dug that because yeah, it was pretty fun. I think it's fun changing it up myself. So yeah, man, I don't know. You know, before we dive into this. And go into the albums. I don't know if you got you got anything going on. I'd ask you if you saw any shows lately, but I mean, those have kind of <laughs> yeah. Those um, are. What do you think of the Beasto show? Yeah, it was a good time, man. Those guys put on a really a really cool show. You know, um, I wasn't really that familiar with them other than listening to some of their music and stuff. And so, yeah, it was a lot of energy. You know, decent amount of theatrics without it being too, you know, like it was still a rock show. It wasn't like 
the theatrics and shit was the whole show, you know? Yeah. I thought they had a lot more props and stuff, too, than the last time I saw them, though. Because oh, I yeah. think uh, Calico really only had, like, a spiked bat, uh, I think, three years ago. Now she's got a lot more, and she's more involved. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. She was... Uh, definitely takes after her dad, I guess, you know? She she was definitely, like, this, this character, you know, on stage and was pretty... Uh, pretty into it pretty extreme kind of you know but but yeah man i don't i don't have too much to talk about on my end other than i'm just still working business as usual is what i'm told where i work but you know is what it is yeah that seems to be the case like a lot of places too that i'm like i still have to work and some of my other friends have to work too well, it's such a bizarre thing, man, because, you know, the governor goes on Friday and makes this whole speech about essential uh, jobs and stuff and what's, what, what is essential. And, I mean, he, he just left so much gray area that it's like, okay, so we're all just still going to be going to work every day. Like, what's going to change? I feel like there's way too much yeah. gray area in this this whole lockdown order or whatever. Well, I almost kind of feel like they were trying, I don't know if you followed anything in Italy where basically they, I think they only had their like grocery stores open. Right. And I think he was trying to say that like, what healthcare workers, grocery stores and pharmacies. But then some people are like, well, Hey, we still have like, I think FedEx and post office and stuff still working. So if that stuff's still going, um, then there's products still going out, I think. Right. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's a pretty complex thing to try to shut down that many yeah. different uh, businesses and stuff. But it just seems like it just really fucks the little guy, you know? It doesn't seem like this has taken a huge, made a big impact. But part of me feels like his shutdown's kind of, I just feel like it's kind of half-assed. I don't, I don't feel like they've shut down enough and put enough of a stay-at-home order in place to really make a difference because before it was just up to the discretion of the people to make wise choices and, you know, use common sense and all that, and obviously that doesn't always work, you know. And so basically all this did was just kind of reinforce that that mentality, like, yeah, just be smart make good choices we're gonna let you guys decide that's basically all it did it still just left it in our hands and it's like if you've been paying attention to this whole toilet paper fiasco and all that nonsense it's like dude i don't trust i don't trust us to do shit because (laughs) (laughs) seems to be a lot more stupid people out there than smart people at this point so i don't know man i i had a i had one opinion Friday when it all went down and then I woke up with a different opinion Saturday and I woke up with a different opinion today. It's just, I don't know. We've never, you know, last time, I think we, we've had some discussions, I guess, maybe. Um, it seems like we discussed this when it first started happening, the whole coronavirus thing. And I think, oh yeah, John brought it up. 
Yeah, we were talking about it with the Truth Council guys, yeah. And I think we all kind of were like, eh, I think this is overhyped. It seemed to kind of be the popular opinion in the room, if I remember correctly. I'm not trying to put words in anyone's mouth, but mm-hmm. but I think it just was weird because, yeah, I feel like a lot of us felt that way, you know, but I think maybe we were wrong, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll admit I was wrong. I, I We've never dealt with anything like this before, so how the fuck am I supposed to know how to react and what to think? And, you know, I had a, I feel like two weeks ago, I had a totally different opinion on the matter than what I do now. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, I was wrong. I, I don't know if I really thought it was overhyped. I just think I felt like, and I still kind of do, that it really wasn't real to some people until it happened here. Here, you know, right? Because hearing stuff about other countries, it's, it's like, halfway across the world you know yeah it doesn't seem real because you're only yeah it just seems like you're watching tv right yeah but yeah i mean you know my wife being in the health field and everything and it's totally her world has completely changed in the last week i mean this last week was a very intense and stressful time for her you know because she's the one that trains all all the uh nurses and stuff on the respiratory and cardiac floors and oh wow so this is like yeah she had to become pretty educated pretty fast and she's doing like all the testing for all these new masks that they had to get all the nurses had to get fitted for there's some special mask they're all happen to wear you know not just the generic paper mask that everyone sees and stuff and it's pretty intense man they got like these bubbles that they're transporting patients in you know it's like these these tubes and and stuff it's it's pretty crazy but damn yeah so it's real you know i mean really until all this happened in the last week with her and talking to her it's like it changed my mind you know I, I definitely am taking it more seriously now, and hence the reason we're doing it, you know, <clears throat> this way, using modern technology to still keep this uh, podcast alive and well. So, yeah, so I, um, you want to just jump in then and uh, start talking about music? Yeah, man, because frankly, I'm tired of talking about this fucking virus, so it's <laughs> <laughs> all anybody wants to talk about, so let's talk about some, let's talk about some rock and roll or something. So when we saw uh, Bisto last week, uh, there was a band that opened up for them called uh, Sin Shake Sin, and they had just released a new album called The Mess We've Made on March the 6th. Um, I listened to it, and it was all right. It was kind of like really modern rock kind of sound, I thought. Yeah. I liked the first two songs, and honestly, it didn't do much for me after that. So... Like, I thought the first song, Peasants, was a really cool tune. And as far as that kind of rock goes, I think it's better than 90% or more of the modern rock that's out there being played on the radio right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, having said that, there was that song, Dumb, I thought was a really cool tune. And then really after that, man, it just kind of all... I don't know. It just started sounding really kind of one-dimensional and didn't do much for me after that. There were a couple songs that were okay. Like, nobody's going to 
Save My Soul had kind of a cool groove, but I felt like that kind of needed to swing a little harder. Like there was some uh, opportunity for that to be kind of more of a soulful song. And I think, you know, going with that modern rock super production type of sound, I mean, it kind of a lot of times just loses that, you know, that human aspect, that that element that makes a lot of the old stuff really, you know, really fucking cool. But, you know, having said that, this is one guy that did this whole record, you know. Yeah, like I think he wrote and recorded it all and like produced it all by himself, kind of like a Dave Grohl thing with that first uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds... There's no real denying the production value on this, you know. It sounds great, you know. The fact that it's a guy with a home studio making this record, it's right up there. I mean, to me, it sounds as good as any of the uh, 6 a.m. stuff, you know. It's kind of what it reminds me of is the James Michael sound, right? Yeah, like that's actually, yeah, that actually kind of hits it pretty uh, good, to be honest, because I couldn't think of any anything else to compare it to yeah yeah to me that was probably the closest thing you know which that stuff it's i could take it or leave it i mean there's songs i like and it sounds really good but i don't know doesn't you know it just doesn't excite me man it's not like listening to tom petty and the heartbreakers and you know it's not like listening to joan jett and you know whatever i mean any of these rock bands that were four or more, you know, in the Heartbreakers case, uh, people in a room making a fucking record. That's, I don't know. Um, I will say that I did like the lyrics, though, because as far as, like, I guess the other modern rock uh, stuff we were talking about, where they're, like, I guess trying to have something to say, this seemed like uh, uh, Stacy actually did have something to say, and I liked the lyrics. He did have cool lyrics. I will give him that, man. I really... I mean, he obviously has some views on today's political climate. I don't mean, obviously, these last few weeks, but just, you know, the world we live in today, he has a lot to say about. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. And he's good at it. Well, I guess even now, too, like almost like the toilet paper thing, you could kind (laughs) of... Right. uh, How we were talking about that stupid people right yeah yeah i think yeah some of the lyrics man human nature has some cool lyrics i did like the the whole we hate our jobs we hate our neighbors that's just fucking human nature you know yeah it's not like the most prolific thing in the fucking world here right like it's not it's not like he uh knocked my dick in the dirt with a an amazing statement but it's one of those like tongue-in-cheek kind of um things it's just clever you know oh yeah so but yeah man and he seemed like a really nice guy and shit you know i mean so yeah i think there was another lyric that like i i can't remember what song it was on but it said something that's like hard to go to hell when we're already there Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what that was in, but yeah. <clears throat> I think I dug it more live, you know. 
I don't I, I really enjoyed their show and again maybe it just goes back to that human element like there's something cooler about four PR in their case three people you know yeah I hear right because you were saying that that I think you said that that drummer was just like killing it and, and yeah he was he was kind of fun to watch yeah I mean he has a lot of energy and shit and so um you know that can just kind of sell it too man sometimes just the seeing a band live and the energy I don't know all right, so what you got next? Yeah, we can do Mandy Moore next. I that was next on my list anyhow, so. Um so yeah, Mandy Moore, Silver Landings. This one came out March 6th as well, right? Or yeah, was it the week yeah, after. Yeah, I believe so. I was really surprised with how much I actually liked this one. Wow, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Here we now go. We now we're maybe we're going to have some fun. That. Nah, go ahead, dude. I'll let you uh, talk your positive right. points, well, I guess. I'll say that, uh, well, then maybe you're more like the people I work with at um, uh, WWCT because they've been playing uh, that Save a Little for Yourself, I think, since the start of the year. Mm. And nobody really seemed to like it. And I was like, huh? it's not that bad of a song. Like, the verses I thought were kind of cool. The chorus was a little bit um, weaker, but I liked the uh, verses in it. Well, I'm not going to lie, man. That song, like my note that I wrote down in my notebook was this made me want to throw up. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which was actually the bulk of the record record for me because <clears throat> it was such a – it's just fucking sappy. It's like, God, man. I mean, Mandy Moore's like – she's just like this sweetheart, right? And she's obviously yeah. beautiful and everything. But, I mean – <laughs> but to me, man, these lyrics just all of them sound like they were written by somebody that stars in a bunch of sappy fucking Lifetime movies, which, you know, in this case. Hey, she's on the ad, yeah, that NBC show that like uh, soccer moms like, I think. Yeah, well, it shows. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like the opening track, I'd rather lose. What, what's it say? Like. If I have to win by, I can't even remember what the fuck it yeah, was. Yeah, something by playing all the rules, breaking all the rules. Yeah, 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 breaking all the rules. If I have to win by breaking all the rules, I'd rather lose. It's like, oh god, dude. I'm like thinking to myself, okay, if the only way to write a good song is to break the fucking rules, then maybe just break them next time. Hey, I hey, I actually like that song though. So, so see, maybe that's why you gave me the soccer mom cup, right? There you go, man. <laughs> maybe. Well, then um, that fifteen. One of my notes was I said that I would rather have that be the single than the uh, save a little for yourself. I agree with that. I mean, but I think. That trying my best song, I thought was probably the one point in the record where her like goody goody positive message lift you up type of bullshit that she's writing. I think that was the one point where it worked. Like it actually felt like a good song to me. I mean, it's still I didn't like it, but I don't know. I wasn't quite as distracted listening to that song by all the sappy ass cheese dick lyrics you know <laughs> so I think if I had to pick one 
to be my favorite. It's probably that. You know, mm. 15 was like, man, that song, just total snooze fest, man. I had a hard time not falling asleep listening to that song. And it was one of those where it was like, it was just written about, I don't know, it was like a step-by-step of a girl's life, you know? Like, <laughs> it was just weird to me. I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, okay. Like, she gets out of bed, she puts on her shoes, she goes outside, she catches a cab, she goes to L.A., she tries to become a singer. Like, it was just like the step-by-step. Yeah. To the point of, like, god damn, it was fucking exhausting, you know? I was just over it, man. Halfway through it, I'm like, you know what? You've told me way too many details about this bitch, and I really don't give a shit about her still. So <laughs> that was just a strikeout as far as I'm concerned, man. That yeah, just, yeah. Um, I'm feeling with, um, feeling your opinion on that one, because that one was kind of... I thought it was kind of weak, but after after listening to this album, like I was trying to remember if I had ever heard a Mandy Moore song before. Yeah, I'm sure it's one of those you probably have, but I couldn't tell you what it was. That's how you know I probably have heard her, but I don't yeah. know her stuff. I don't sit around and usually I don't sit around and listen to that stuff, you know. But I do have my guilty pleasures when it comes to some girl pop. So, yeah, when I when I wasn't watching, you know, there was a few songs here where I'm I'm sure that there were some jabs at Ryan Adams or whatever, but she's trying to do it tastefully and stuff. I mean, because that was obviously a big deal. And that when I wasn't watching the song, I was sitting there listening to it. And I'm like, ah, what's she talking about? Like. When I wasn't watching, Ryan Adams was fucking sixteen-year-old girls. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah. like, how did I not know that this was going on? So, I still didn't care for that song too much, but it was at least kind of interesting just to listen to that and think, "Hmm, I wonder what she's talking about here." I'm pretty sure it's this. So, yeah, because that's what I underlined for like forgiveness. It sounded like she was trying to take a jab, but not really do it. So, like, obviously. Right. I think, I think it just would have been cooler if she did. If Mandy Moore just came out swinging. Just fuck you and, you know. Yeah, like her version of Lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that just would have been the shit. But she's Mandy Moore. She's not going to do that, you know. Yeah. So. I did notice something, too. Um, with the songwriting credits, because I guess she uh, wrote this album with her husband, uh, the guy f- uh, from Dawes, right? Right. Uh, well, one of the songwriting credits was that um, uh, Natalie Hemby, who's one of the uh, – she's from that super group that we talked about. Mm, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the High Women. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the one that I really didn't know anything about prior to that record. Yeah, like I've just noticed that um, ever since we talked about uh, them back on like the first or second episode, I've seen her name pop up a lot more often now. Or maybe I'm just more aware of her. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I like I said, I didn't know who the hell she was, so it was all lost on me when we did that episode. I'd, yeah. Um, I knew like everyone else except her, but 
But yeah, that's cool. I, you know, that was one thing. Speaking of Dawes, that kind of bummed me out because musically, there were some really cool parts on this record, and it did sound really cool. And it kind of bummed me out. Like, ah, shit, man, they wasted some cool little riffs and stuff on this <laughs> piece of shit, you know. But I mean, the man's in love, dude. He's got Mandy Moore. Like you're, you know, we've all kind of said fuck it and done some dumb shit in the name of uh, love. Or just plain getting laid, so, so. <laughs> or you think maybe he's kind of like, well, hey, I, if I do this album with her, it'll give uh, maybe more attention to my own band. My, my, I think they're doing fine, though. I mean, I don't, you know, okay, they're not exactly a household name, maybe, but, I mean, I don't know. I would think they're big enough at a cult, you know, level. Oh, oh, wait, you maybe you're right, because didn't. Uh, the Jeff Lynn like ELO shows from a year or so ago when they kind of he did that uh, tour first tour in however many years I think Dawes opened up for him yeah I don't know I didn't realize that I mean I've seen Dawes live and they're fucking talent wise and sound wise dude they are amazing but they are like watching paint dry live I mean they're just boring and I love them you know but it's just they're kind of jam bandy in a way and go on these tangents and shit and it just kind of gets old like i don't know i was kind of over their shit halfway through so because i never really listened to them uh uh, too much to be honest just a few songs yeah Uh, the records are really solid i really like their i like his songwriting and their sound is really great and uh you know i don't know I recommend them, but well, maybe I'll check them out more then. But I also really liked Ryan Adams' stuff, and he was smart enough to at least not let her shit all over his music. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a piece of shit too, so I'm not yeah. trying to stick up for that guy. Um, <laughs> well, um, we still got one more from uh, the sixth, I guess. Uh, that Noel uh, Gallagher EP. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of that one? Oh, uh, well, I think I picked, like, all three of these, I guess, I think. Right. And uh, this one, like, I wasn't sure because, like, I've, I think Noel Gallagher's got three, like, High Flying Birds albums already. And I've kind of liked all of them, but then I wasn't sure what this was, to be honest, because it was a couple songs and then some remixes. It was just okay for what it was. Yeah, I thought it was pretty weird. Like, I didn't think any of it was really good. It was just kind of like, caught me off guard with a fucking dance track. And then having three remixes of it, it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, he must have been really confident that this song was going to be a hit to release an EP with five songs, and three of them are the same fucking song, just mixed differently. Yeah, because that's what I wasn't sure about either, because uh, the High Flying Birds is more of a rock band. And I didn't know if this was just some kind of solo thing he was doing, or is it even under the bird's name? I don't know. This one? This one was the High Flying Birds thing, yeah. Oh, okay. Then, huh. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, that's why it caught me off guard. Because have you listened to them before? Yeah, yeah. I think I have a couple of their on CD, so. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's... I was never really an Oasis uh, fan, but then I liked 
uh, the uh, Birds albums. Yeah, I mean, this stuff was okay. It was solid enough, you know. I'll be honest with you. I really dug them when they came out and then never go back to them, though, you know. Mm. I go back to the Oasis stuff more. But, I mean, even Oasis, man, as much of that stuff as I really like, it's like I only go back to, I don't know, the same handful of songs, you know. It's kind of – they're kind of one of those bands that it's like you go back and listen to them now and just – I don't. To me, I don't want to say they feel dated because they also sound dated back when they came out. You know, I mean, they were <laughs> they were obviously like trying to go for that kind of retro '60s, late '60s Beatlesque kind of thing. I, you know, and yeah. it worked. They were great at it and everything. And um, but it just seems like when I go back and listen to them now, it's just a very uh, I don't know, just uh, just one dimensional, you know. So, except like uh, so, like I guess you're kind of saying, like, if I'm gonna go listen to something that sounds like the Beatles, I'd rather just go actually listen to the Beatles. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and I, I'm not hating on them because they do have stuff I really like. I mean, I still, you know, talk tonight was a really badass like B side. It was like a real cool acoustic thing. Um, don't look back in anger. Uh, Lila, God, there's some songs that are fucking badass, dude. Rock and roll star, you know. But within their body of work, I just find every time that I go back and listen to them, I'm kind of like, ah, fuck, man. I don't, you know. I could probably just live with the same ten Oasis songs for the rest of my life. <laughs> so there's just, I don't know. Not as much there as I thought, I guess, at the time when it all was coming out and shit. It seemed a little cooler at one point in my life than it does now, but but that's okay. It doesn't help that those guys are dicks. So, Although I think <laughs> Noel's actually funny as hell, man. If you follow him on Twitter, I think he posts some funny shit, you know. But Liam's a total jack-off, man. That guy, I can't imagine meeting him and not just wanting to punch him in the face. <laughs> But I almost wonder if they know what assholes they are, too, you know, <clears throat> and kind of embellish, embellish on that. So. Yeah, so they kind of like play it up for the media. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm kind of choking on my Bloody Mary here. Choke on it. <laughs> are you are you engaging in any uh, any drinks or... Does it just not feel right not being here? I had some coffee, but now I do want to go open up one of those Megadeth beers I bought because I have Fuck enough. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that because I'm not really feeling the Noel Gallagher, so maybe I need some beer. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Like I said, there's not really much. I mean, <laughs> he only really gave us a couple songs, so not much to talk about there. I didn't even listen to all the remixes. Yeah, I just... I honestly, I skipped those two like remixes because uh, the first one sounded like enough of a remix. It was like really dancey, like Depeche Mode. And I'm like, how are you even going to remix this if it already sounds like a dance track? Yeah, that's a valid question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That EP just is a waste of time to me, but I don't know. Maybe there might be people that fucking love it. I have no idea. 
Um, yeah. so, so. Hey, you know how people are like uh, hoarding toilet paper? Oh, yeah. I just realized that I need more toothpaste. That would be something that I think people would have as more of an essential, right? Yeah, I mean. I still well, want to have good hygiene while I'm uh, shut in. Well, dude, there's a lot of weird things like, you know, I was I was leaving work the other day and I text Courtney like, hey, do you need me to stop and get anything while I'm out? Because, um, I don't know, it just was a day where I didn't have anywhere to be, I guess. <clears throat> so she's like, yeah, you know, we need some potatoes and uh, ketchup. And so I went to Kroger and... I got like the last bag of potatoes. There was a guy grabbing a bag in front of me, and I almost was like sucked it. Like we didn't have to have potatoes, you know. She was just making some meal that Dahlia wanted, and Dahlia likes mashed potatoes, so she wanted to make mashed potatoes. And so I'm behind this guy, and I'm watching him walking up. And part of me totally got sucked into this fucking mentality because I'm like, you know, there's two bags sitting there, and I'm watching him, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, motherfucker, don't you grab both them fucking bags. <laughs> and then I'm like, then I caught myself like, Jesus Christ, dude, like, who fucking cares? Just let them have them both. Maybe the only thing, maybe you have some kids that have some weird allergy, and the only thing they can eat is potatoes. I don't know how that would be possible, but, you know, it was just funny, man. And then so I grabbed the last bag, and... uh then I go over to the aisle with all the condiments and stuff, and dude, like the ketchup was wiped out. There wasn't one fucking bottle of ketchup. I'm like, ketchup, really? Jesus Christ, you know. And uh, so I go down the road to Walmart, and we could have lived without it, but I thought, eh, whatever. Stop at Walmart. There's a few other things I needed to get, like protein powder and stuff that I always buy at Walmart. So I go down there, and uh, dude, they had tons of ketchup i mean it was just like it was just untouched there i mean so it's just weird man like store to store it just seems like it's like a different thing yeah. like courtney went to walmart one night and the beer was all fucking picked through but yet i've never stopped at any store to buy beer and felt like it was affected by this at all but yet the one night she went they were like fucking wiped out you just remind me of something. Uh, so when I thought, um, still on Thursday, when I thought we might get together and record uh, today, and I was supposed to get together with uh, uh, Griffin and Jim Glass last night. So I bought two of those six packs of this Megadeth beer, um, one for Saturday and one for today. And I went to that Benny's to go grab it. And... Uh, I was in one checkout line, and the guy in the checkout line next to me, I swear, he had four cases of Bush Light. And I'm like, why would you come to Benny's to get that much Bush Light? You could just go to the gas station or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes Benny's does have, like, really, really good deals. Like, I've picked some shit up for cheap. Like, Courtney likes Blue Moon. That's one of her favorite beers. And, dude, I was getting that shit for, like... For like a month straight, dude. I just would go there like every weekend and pick up a fifteen pack of cans, and it was like eight ninety nine. It was huh. like a dollar more than what I was usually paying for a six pack. Well, so, well, maybe there was a special that I didn't know about, but 
uh, first thing that popped in my head was just like, oh my God, why are you getting that here? <laughs> well, that, and it's like, man, if, it, if this is the apocalypse, you really want to fucking go out drinking bush light? Jesus Christ, man. Spring for something good. <laughs> but, eh, people like what they like, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude. I would, I stopped there for a while. I was pretty much stopping like every day to buy beer. We didn't even need any, we got plenty. And I was like, well, that's one thing I'm not fucking running out of. If I got to be cooped up in the house for two weeks and can't, if it gets serious to where we can't leave and go anywhere, I mean, I don't know if I can put up with my family totally sober. <laughs> so, you know, not that many days in a row. So, fucking kids, man. The, they were at each other's throats yesterday, and it was like, God, would you fucking, like, I was trying to keep them entertained because Courtney was cleaning the house like just in hardcore cleaning mode man because she's a busy body and it kills her to not go anywhere you know she always just goes and runs to like Kohl's and Target and places just to get the fuck out of the house on the weekend and you know it's just torture for her to have to stay home so she was cleaning and everything and I was just trying to keep the kids entertained so I'm down here teaching the kids how to play checkers and playing games with them and you know, it was fucking exhausting. <laughs> they were so obnoxious. I think because they haven't done anything, man. I mean, yeah, because they're probably used to being in school with their friends and all that interaction, and now it's just like right. you know, being cooped up. And it's cold out, so it hasn't really been nice enough. It's supposed to warm up this week, which will be awesome. I've got a few projects I want to do outside. I'm ready for the weather to warm up, and I don't need to go anywhere. That's fine. Quarantine me to my house. <laughs> got plenty of shit. Maybe I'd finally get something done for a change, but this weekend sure as hell hasn't proven that to be true. But so I don't know. We're babbling again off yeah. topic. But, yeah. You speaking know. of getting shit done, we still got Lucifer to get to. Fuck yeah. I don't know. Well, did you want to talk about the rumors? The rumors had that new album that dropped. Um, oh yeah, suck it. I mean, they're like fairly semi local and so we've kind of had that rule where we're not going to like review bands that we know just because it'd be weird if you know <laughs> you gotta you gotta see them hang out with them see them at a show end up having them on the podcast um hey well i already said some shit about what younger than yesterday and like justin Murr, so it's already broke my own rule i guess andy's a rebel though gloves are yeah. coming off man he don't it was that care. white claw. It was that white claw. It'll make a motherfucker go crazy. Do crazy <laughs> shit. So, you know, I just want to touch on the rumors thing, though, because we did say that we weren't going to really review it, you know, and go in depth. But, you know, if I got to be honest, there's not much to go in depth on here. This is, I think, a pretty solid rock and roll record, you know. And they wear their influences on their sleeve. They just sing about cigarettes alcohol and fucking and yeah and i think there's some line if you don't like motley Crue, fuck you right i mean first song i mean i don't think they're trying to you know they're not trying to write the next thunder road or (laughs) you know come up with some epic masterpiece or i mean this is just rock and roll they're just tongue-in-cheek yeah that's what they like that's what they do I think personally, comparing this record to the last thing they put out, I think they kind of came into their their own 
on this album. Like, they sound like a band, and it's, I think it's like, it's like a better version of what they had done in the past, basically. You know, I think they've, they sound like a fucking band on this record. And it sounds, it doesn't sound like a local band. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like a record you pick up at a fucking record store back in the day. And Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, it sounds really good. Like, it's a garage rock, but it doesn't sound like they just plugged in in a garage. It sounds like, yeah, they're in a studio. Yeah, it's mixed well. It's cool, you know. Um, and I think the title of the record just kind of sums it up, man. Suck it. Because that's just how the whole <laughs> record is. Like, everything is just blunt. You know, she just writes lyrics that are... She just says what she means and means what she says. And I think that's, you know, that's too, like, the charm in bands like this, though, that live how they are, you know? Like, they live the lyrics of their songs, and they're in a rock and roll band because they're a rock and roll band, you know? They're not, like, a bunch of fucking guys that and girls that go to work in their collared shirts and play this one part nine to five Monday through Friday and then go put on their fucking leather jackets and become a rock and roll band on Friday night through Saturday night. I mean, yeah, they just are, they really are four rockers. You know, I hate that term, but just cause every time I've ever been called that, I fucking, I don't know. It just sounded douchey. Like, don't call me, don't call me that. But, but they are, man. They're just they're just rock and roll musicians and rock and roll fans, and you know, it just comes out in the music, man. It's honest, and I like that about them. They got a charm, man. There's a reason why people like them. They they have like an infectious attitude that I think people are drawn toward. You know, um, so yeah. I like them. They're sweet people, too. You know, we've played a couple shows together. Two, maybe three. I don't know. I've seen them a handful of times, and and they're just super nice people. So it's always nice to work with other bands that, you know, are just cool. So anyhow. Uh, yeah, I think I think you summed up my thoughts, too, without, without me even really needing to add anything. Well, there you go, Andy. There you go. Yeah, I read your mind. Yeah. Oh man, so I don't know why. Off topic again, but I'm drinking this Guinness here. I kind of wish I would have like pounded a Irish car bomb. <laughs> Just you know, for the sake of St. Patty's Day being last week, like maybe we should mention that too. Like, hey, who went out and celebrated St. Patty's Day? Oh wait, that's right. Probably no one. Nowhere was open. Oh uh, well, I think some spring breakers weren't they still uh, partying somewhere? Oh, the thing in Florida, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just a bunch of dumb fucking kids that probably need smacked. I mean, they're all outside, right? I mean, if they're all outside, it's whatever. But I don't know. Still, probably shouldn't be a big group of people that are all close together, getting drunk and everybody's fucking and crazy <laughs> spring break. I don't know. I don't know what. I skipped that whole part of my younger life. I didn't ever have, so I didn't go to college, so, so there wasn't like a spring break thing, okay? Missed out. I missed out on that one. So, 
Um, so yeah, man, I don't really know where the hell I was going with any of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, this, uh, last album we got to talk about is a band called Lucifer. Uh, save the best for last. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. In my opinion, it's hands down the best record that we're talking about lucifer three which i don't know if you were familiar with them at all prior to this but um i was thinking about that because i think you must have i think sent me a video or a link or something like two years ago i'm trying to think of how how long ago it was it must have been when they had their uh uh, second album yeah and i kind of thought at first i was thinking back and i'm like well, it didn't really hook me or anything. I was like, oh, this sounds like Black Sabbath with a female. But then listening to this album, it sounds like there's a lot more going on in their sound than just trying to pigeonhole them as Black Sabbath. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a huge influence. I mean, I think anybody's first thought is going to be, yeah, sounds like Black Sabbath with a female singer because it does i mean their first record is really solid but that you know it is exactly what it sounds like i thought their second record had uh kind of a poppier sound um i don't mean that in the sense of it sounded like britney spears more but i just mean there was song there was kind of songs that sounded like they could be on the radio you know there was a couple but i didn't think it was as solid of a record front to back Oh, gotcha. And this one I do. I think this one's actually a more solid record than the second one. Maybe even the first one. I, I don't. I need to go back and listen to them, but I really like the first one. But, you know, just I've played this one a few times now, and I, I think it might be my favorite out of the three. So, um, you know, it's just got cool uh, titles. I mean, first of all, the name Lucifer for a band. I mean, how the fuck didn't somebody just do this before? I mean, yeah. There probably has been bands that have done it. I don't know, but it's like when I first heard of them, I thought, God damn it, why didn't I fucking start a band called Lucifer? <laughs> 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 like, it's the coolest. Like, people are going to like your band just because of the name, you know? Me, I was like, yeah, that's a cool name. I'm going to check them out. Like, that's why it hooked me. Or that's why it grabbed me to check them out. And then I realized it was the dude from the helicopters playing drums. And and I was like, ah, oh, shit, okay. Now now I'm even more, more interested, you know. And then I guess, you know, him and the, the singer are married now, so. Yeah, because that's what I was trying to look up. I'm like, because I remember that helicopters connection. And I couldn't remember. I was like, was it his band? Or was it like uh, something else? And yeah, I guess it was what it was her her group, and he came in later for like that second album, and, right. and then I guess they got married. Yeah, right. yeah, dude. And I love the Helicopters, man. That's one of my favorite bands. I just wish that you know, I wish they'd tour over here again. I just I I, I got into them a little late and. It, turned down a couple opportunities to see him live just because it was like during the week or something when I had to work and and then they haven't toured the US in years now since pretty much so kind of fucked up that's one of those I, I regret um, but anyhow 
but yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I would like to just maybe send a copy of this to, uh, to, uh, Taylor and Mandy and say, see, this is how a couple makes good music. (laughs) 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 This is how it should be done. Uh, if you can't do something this cool, then just fucking please don't. <coughs> I think Mandy Moore needs to just go ruin her own career and not. There's probably people that like that record. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. So hey, hey, hey yeah, I kind of liked it. Sorry, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong, Andy. It's like I was saying about you know I was wrong about the uh, coronavirus at first, and I wasn't taking it seriously enough, and. A couple weeks from now, you're going to look back and realize that you shouldn't have liked the Mandy Moore record. Or maybe it'll grow on you. Maybe you just haven't had enough time with it. I'm not spending any more fucking time with that thing. Oh, man. Unless she's going to come do a live concert in my living room and sing the songs to me. Um, I'm not ever listening to them again. So... (laughs) Oh, anyhow, back to this oh, Lucifer thing. Right, yeah, go speaking ahead. of cool titles, how you said Lucifer was cool. Right. There was one that really stood out to me just as a cool title. I'm like, all right, I got to check this one out. Flanked by Snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, damn. Well, dude, cool. yeah, all these titles are great. Like Ghost, it's like, well, I mean, a million people have written a song called Ghost at this point. But like Midnight Phantom, Leather Demon. Uh, just Lucifer for a song title. Uh, don't know why it took him three albums to get to that, but <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Was like Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is like the first album. Even Hell Yeah, I had Hell Yeah on the first album. Right. And then it took him, yeah, Lucifer three. Maybe they didn't. Maybe this song was written for the first record. They didn't want to put it out because they knew they were already going to be compared to Black Sabbath a ton, and that'd be like the obvious thing to do, you know. Oh, yeah, or even Motor Booze, Motor Booze, right? Yeah, Motorhead, Motorhead, mm-hmm. which was actually originally a uh, Hawkwind song. Oh, there was one other one know. that I wrote down, too, because, like, I just felt stupid. It was uh, a Stray, a Stray, and at first I thought it was Stray Ashtray. I was like, <laughs> what? I'm stupid. Maybe, oh, maybe I've been indoors too much already. Maybe, I don't know, but... The only one, the one that stands out to me because it doesn't even like have the same kind of title as Pacific Blues. I'm like, what, what the fuck is that? Right in the middle of it, dude. You got like Ghost, Midnight Phantom, Leather Demon, Lucifer, and then Pacific Blues. <laughs> and then after that, you got Coffin Fever, Flanked by Snakes, Stay Astray, Cemetery Eyes. It's like. Pacific Blues just sounds like some, I don't know, just like some regular ass song thrown in the middle of a bunch of other wickedly satanic, you know. Maybe that title could have been on the Mandy Moore album. Uh, It probably would have been the best song on the record because she wouldn't have been, as long as she wasn't trying to uplift everybody's spirits and tell everyone it's going to be okay and enlighten me and blah 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 and oh shit (laughs) anyhow um but yeah dude i liked this record a lot i don't have a lot to go through song by song because this is one of those albums that's just solid front to back and doesn't 
but it doesn't necessarily have like an obvious high point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's some hooks that are maybe slightly more memorable than the others, which I'm probably going to have to live with this record a little longer before, you know, I just got it in the mail yesterday. It was actually one that I bought. The only one I bought out of this batch of turds, but (laughs) I shouldn't say that actually, because we did mention the rumors thing and that was not, I wouldn't call that one a turd or the sin shake sin thing. I guess it was just, dude, that's the sad thing. You look at this list and at least in my opinion here, because I know we disagreed on the Mandy Moore thing, but, um, it's like all the major releases that we talked about sucked, and then like the like local stuff, the you know independent artists are like their albums yeah. were way stronger. You know, I'll take that fucking Rumors record over that Mandy Moore thing any fucking day. I'll take that Sin Shake Sin album over that Noel Gallagher thing <laughs> any fucking day, dude. And it's like it's two bands that. No one knows about. I mean, people do, but it's not, obviously not on the same level as those. But yeah, man, this Lucifer one though, dude. This is. I mean, I don't know. I probably need to go see them live. They've done a couple tours of the U.S., but it's been kind of. I don't know. Kind of sparse. There, there wasn't really a lot of opportunities to travel within a reasonable. I think they did play Chicago one night. It was like a weeknight or something, but um, where they mostly hit like the West Coast or something like California. Well, the last run that they did was weird. I can't remember because they did one like I think in January. Like they just, I didn't even know about it till the last minute, and I don't even think they played Chicago. I don't think they played anywhere around here, but I don't know, man. I they need to play. I mean, it probably may not even happen at this point but that psycho las vegas thing in august they need to play that they might be they might be on the bill i think they were on it last year or the year before and or they were on it the year with the helicopter the helicopters played it like a couple years ago and it was like the first u.s show in forever and i wanted to go so bad but that ah, was a long story on that one i'm not going to get into why <laughs> Maybe they need to play someplace like Rascals. It seemed like that would be kind of perfect for them. Yeah, because they were just playing small clubs. They weren't – I can't remember. They might have played like Reggie's in Chicago or something when they were up here. I don't even know if it was that big of a place. But, I mean, they're a badass, you know, band to see live, I would assume. It would be just a really cool atmosphere and everything, so – Oh, there was one thing I wanted to say, because you didn't totally want to go, like, track by track. But, like, on that first song, A Ghost, uh, there was some kind of riff or, like, a solo in there. And it sounded familiar to me. It sounded like some other band. And the closest thing I could think of was Alice in Chains on Facelift. I think it was Love, Hate, Love. It kind of sounded like that. I don't know if you got any kind of Alice in Chains vibe. I'd have to listen to it again to really identify the song, but I mean, I do kind of get the Alice in Chains thing a little bit, because yeah, they kind of, uh, I mean, Alice in Chains kind of has that sludgy guitar riff kind of thing going, you know, and and these guys yeah. kind of do that, so. Yeah, because I guess that's what kind of like maybe changed my mind a little bit just from Sabbath, because I was almost getting... A few songs sounded like maybe like Rainbow on there. So it sounded mm-hmm. more like overall they were just inspired by the 70s. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, they do have a 70s sound, for sure. I think that's what makes them so cool. It's like this kind of unapologetic retro thing that, you know... You've heard it a million times, but it's still just as fucking cool when they're doing it, you know? So, kind of like the rumors. Yeah. Same kind of idea, I guess, you know? It's just that... Like, they kind of have, like, the 80s... Joan Jet, you know, punk rock, hard rock thing. Uh, and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> They'll just, you know, they don't give a fuck if everybody just compares like every song to a runaway song. Yeah. It's just, hey, it's, it just it goes back to that whole wearing your influences on your sleeve, man. Some people pull it off. There's so much charm to how they just unapologetically pull it off you know uh speaking of um i guess like older uh metal uh there were supposed to be like dio reissues of his last four albums uh and they were supposed to come out i guess the middle of february but they got moved to this past friday on the 20th and then now with like co-op closing, I was afraid I wouldn't get them in time. And then I think one's still stuck in the mail somewhere because I ordered one from elsewhere. But I was wondering since I really didn't get a chance to listen to these albums, and I don't know if you are familiar with uh, the recent albums are, I guess the ones that were uh, reissued. They were Angry Machines. And Magica, Killing the Dragon, and Master of the Moon. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of those. Yeah, I'm not familiar with those, man. I pretty much have, like, the few Dio classics, you know? Yeah. Like Holy Diver and uh, Dream Evil and stuff, but... Um, but I was going to ask, though, if uh, you have a favorite Dio album from the uh, classic era, I guess. Man, it's kind of weird because I don't... <clears throat> like I said, I really only own the class, the few classics, you know, and I don't know. Do I get to do I get to include other bands, or does it just have to be the Dio solo? Well, then I guess yeah. Let's go with what is your favorite overall album with Dio on it? I would have to say, oh, it is tough, but I might. I, I'd probably have to say Heaven and Hell. Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell yeah. album. It's tough because I really like Mob Rules too. Like there's Heaven and Hell's I don't know, I go back and forth. There's moments in my life where I'm like I really love Mob Rules but I think Heaven and Hell's just a slightly stronger record front to back whereas Mob Rules has like a few songs that are like God, the title track fucking might be the coolest thing Dio's ever done as far as I'm concerned but I like the Rainbow stuff too though I like like Rainbow Rising yeah and that one just has a cool cover with that fist uh, right. coming out of the mountains with a rainbow yeah and even the first one the record before that uh, you know I think it's just called Rainbow I don't yeah I'm just drawing a blank but that the Elf I don't know if you've listened to Elf yeah, yeah, I've listened to that because that, that's how I first heard like "Stay with Me." 
Right. I thought it was a Dio song, and I didn't realize it was a Rod Stewart. Right. Well, it's, yeah, the faces. And that's what's funny is that sounds like that that band's totally different, man. It's not. It doesn't sound like what people think of. When you think of Dio, man, you don't think of that sound, you know, because it totally is more of like a, you know, blues rock band, like the faces or, yeah. you know. So... I don't know. I really like that record too. It's just it's weird because with the solo stuff, like I can't really pick a favorite because I'm just gonna go really obvious and say Holy Diver because I really only own and my shit's all the way over there. I don't even remember what records I own, but but I mean it'd have to be either that or Dream Evil, you know. Those are the two. Oh, nice. Because I was gonna say if we were talking classic like Dio. Uh, the solo my favorite uh would be um dream evil yeah it's a great album i really like i would just i would probably go it'd probably be like the same deal with like heaven and hell and mob rules you know one week i might tell you that dream evil is my favorite the next week i might tell you holy divers my favorite it would just go back and forth but i just didn't really for whatever reason i didn't ever really start getting into any of the later stuff you know beyond that I just you know Live Evil's a really badass live record and everything and, yeah um, but yeah I don't know so, I don't know if you're totally missing much with the uh, four uh, later Dio albums but I would say if you like Dream Evil then you might like Magica cause that seems kinda like it's Maybe like it. It's the closest to the classic sound, right? Yeah, I mean Dio's one of those. I'm bummed I didn't get to see him live. You know, when they were doing that Heaven and Hell thing back, like early 2000s or whatever. Whenever they reunited and just called the band Heaven and Hell instead of Black yeah. Sabbath, they played up in Tinley Park, and I should have gone. You know, I regret not going. It's one of those where I just. I don't know, man. I I kind of was a late bloomer with Dio, you know? Like, I didn't grow up listening to Dio. He was one that I got into later, and I was just getting into him, you know, all of his solo work and the Black Sabbath stuff. About the time they did that reunion thing, that tour, and so I kind of wasn't hyped up enough and into it enough to feel like it was something I had to go to, you know? And then he passed away, and fuck, here I am. A way bigger fan now, wishing I just would have gone, but, you know. Yeah, really, that's actually the same for me, because I was familiar, I think, with, like, Rainbow in the Dark and Holy Diver, but I kind of feel like I was, like, a late bloomer, too, because it wasn't until uh, they did that Heaven and Hell, like, reunion was it 07 or something and i asked some guy that i worked with this older uh uh guy that i worked like third shift with and i was like hey like i want to get into dio uh because i'm familiar with black sabbath but like i don't know where to start and there's so many albums and he goes hey here's a bunch of cds just copy them so he like brought me in a whole bunch of dio albums then i went and got heaven and hell and mob rules on my own and yeah, so like I didn't jump in until that time too. Yeah. 
Well, we're not that old. We're younger, so, you know, it is what it is, man. It's There's so many classics to go back and get into yeah. that I still find myself finding a band from the 70s and going, fuck, how did I not always know about this, you know? Yeah, or even last year, like, Stars, like, Jim Glass got me into Stars, and I'm like, yeah, like, they're actually kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, I don't know uh, who really knows about them either. Yeah, I mean, they're one of those bands that, you know, I've never gotten into them. I've never really given them a thorough listen. I've obviously been aware of them for a long time and just don't. I don't know, man. I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm like, fuck, I don't think I want to get into anything else because I get that addictive personality where I feel like I have to buy their entire catalog on vinyl once I fall in love with them and it gets to be kind of an expensive trend, you know? Oh. But, but uh, speaking of getting into stuff late, here's one here's one big regret that I have, and you might even kick my ass the next time you see me after the virus kind of uh, subsides. But all right, so I started at uh, 99X in 03, and mostly the rock and roll that I listened to was the stuff on the radio at the time, you know, like Audio Slave or a Velvet Revolver, and then there was even like Seether. And like Metallica and stuff, I was aware of like, you know, the Metallica um, because they were my favorite band. But uh, so I worked in the promotions department and every Friday, like at five o'clock when the office would close, like any concert tickets or prizes um, like that would be up for grabs for the weekend. Because if it was something going on on Saturday, uh, then they weren't open on Saturday. So you had to pick it up before uh, the office closed. And there was one Friday where there were a bunch of tickets left over uh, for Iron Maiden. And I really, I knew the name, but I didn't know any songs. And I think I was like 19 at the time. And I took the tickets anyways. And I was like, well, uh, maybe I'll go. Uh, Even though I didn't think I was going to go. And I still kept the tickets. And they're in like my box of concert tickets. Uh, But it wasn't until a few years ago where, yeah, like, or even like after that, I did get into Iron Maiden and I love them. And so I've always been like, man, I wish I would have went and saw them back then. Uh, but then I think it was whenever that set list website, um, uh, went online and you can see old uh, concert tours. I'm really kicking myself ever since I looked at the Iron Maiden Oh three tour, they had motorhead and Dio were the openers. Oh, yeah. What year was that? Because I, I think I remember that. Yeah, it was 03. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, holy shit, those are like bands that I'm like totally into now. And my older Andy would like strangle like teenage Andy. Well, dude, I remember wanting to go to that just to see Motorhead. And the reason I didn't go was because I didn't want to see Motorhead as an opener. And yeah, because they were the first band, I think. Yeah, and I've... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to get into the Motorhead thing because it makes me want to cry every time I talk about it. But I've had tickets to see him <laughs> twice and had something um, kind of come up. I mean, it was my children. <laughs> the birth of my children. Uh, two kids in a row. So, you know, Courtney's never liked Motorhead. I think she did it on purpose. So <laughs> I think she got she got pregnant nine months prior to a motorhead show damn near to the date 
on purpose just to fuck me out of seeing Lemmy live. And so, yeah, that's a that's a sore spot with me, man. Not that I'm really mad yeah. at her and blame her, but uh, I have a hard time talking about Motorhead shows that I didn't go to. Because, yeah, man, I said I had tickets twice to see him in St. Louis, and, uh, yeah. I remember the last time, and it was, like, just a matter of months before he died. And I'm sitting there like, fuck, are you sure I can't go? <laughs> and I'm getting the do whatever, but, you know, she had, like, gone into labor super early. And so we were kind of, they kind of put the labor off, whatever, they, they give them something that stalls the labor. And, but she basically could go into labor at any moment and it was like a high risk pregnancy and stuff. So it was kind of one of those things where it was like, I would have been a terrible human being if I went, I would have been just a fucking shitty husband. (laughs) But at the same time, I would have got away with it. I would have came back. I would have seen Motorhead. Everything was fine. She didn't go into labor, but yeah, like, but true, but. It's not like Motorhead was playing at like I don't know the Castle Theater or something. You're like no, I would have been three hours away and got yeah, the call. Yeah, another state actually. Yeah, that would have been. It would have been a problem. It would have been a problem. And you know damn good and well if I would have went, she would have fucking went into labor. I would have been the worst fucking person in the world. I would have missed the birth of my child, and I'd still be hearing about it today. So, so I was there being a husband and a father instead of going to see Motorhead. And then he died like three months later. <laughs> and I remember Courtney coming home and being like, hey, you all right? It's like, just fucking don't talk to me. <laughs> just get away from me. Just everybody give me some fucking space. I'm just going to sit here and listen to my Motorhead records and fucking ignore all of you tonight. So... Yeah, it was a bad deal, Andy. It was a bad yeah. deal. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, I like, started to bring it up, but but man, like no, I get your point though. I mean, there's it, it, it is a badass lineup, and I even looked too at the Heaven and Hell tour uh, recently because I wanted to go to that, and it looked like it was Heaven and Hell and Judas Priest on one tour, right? And then I think Megadeth opened up for him another time, mm. and I'm like, holy shit, these are like awesome shows. Yeah, I want to say the Tinley Park show was Judas Priest, the one that I'm thinking of, because I was going to say Judas Priest. I don't even remember Megadeth doing that tour, but, you know, I've seen, I love Megadeth and I've seen him live just one time. And the reason I've only seen him once is because, as much as I love those guys, or Dave Mustaine for that matter, man, they're boring as fuck. Like, it's just not a very engaging show, you know? I'm always just, even watching videos of them. There's boring. So, I would take Judas Priest any day of the week over Megadeth, you know. Even though so, so far, so far, so good. So, what's one of my favorite thrash metal albums of all time? The things, the shit. Really, the first three records are the shit, as far as I'm concerned. But, and I'll take them over Metallica's first three records. I don't care. Anybody listening can fucking argue all day long. Comment. Tell me what a fucking moron I am when that goes up on Facebook, but <laughs> I am sorry, but I think so far so good. So what alone is probably better than, and I love the first three Metallica records. It's just, man, I don't know. That one's 
really fucking tough to beat. And killing is is my business is awfully, awfully badass too, man. I don't. I would definitely say that that smokes kill 'em all, and I really like kill 'em all. But I feel like it's a debut thrash record. I don't know. Yeah, because you beat me to it. I was just about to say I think the first Megadeth record is better than the first Metallica record. Oh yeah. Now ride the lightning. I don't know. That is a really tough record to beat, but I don't. I'd probably still say that I like So Far So Good, So What better than Ride the Lightning, you know, or Master of Puppets. I mean, I'd say Peace Sells, probably a tie. It's probably a tie with uh, with any of the first three Metallica records, but yeah, not sure how we got there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, um, but I like talking about metal, so. Yeah. No. I'm going to steer the conversation there anytime. That's fine. As long as we don't go back to talking about toilet paper and coronavirus and corona beer. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, uh, man. Uh, the only other thing uh, that I have to talk about is... Did you ever, like, I had almost forgotten about this album until, basically, I listened to it last night. Uh, Tony Iommi had a, a solo album in 2000, 20 years ago. Did you ever listen to that one? Or are you familiar with that? I'm trying to remember. He had, like, a bunch of guest singers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, like, Ozzy's on his song, Ian Asbury's on his song, uh, even Billy Idol. I feel like I have listened to it, but I'm not super familiar with it. Like, I think I listened to it once a long time ago and just don't really remember much about it. Yeah, because uh, I remember hearing about it because I think the Dave Grohl song that uh, they did together was on the radio for a little bit. And that one was cool. And that one kind of was like maybe my starting point into Black Sabbath was because I was like, well, who are these people doing this song? And then I was like, oh, Tony Iommi. So then I was like, but this was before, you know, Wikipedia and like Google and stuff. So you really had to like search for stuff. Right. But yeah. And I don't even think this album is even on iTunes or Spotify. I had to like dig it out of off my, uh, external hard drive hmm. well I'll um, look it up and I will try to re-familiarize myself with it because I don't I don't know just drawing a blank I guess I just wanted to say like I only wanted to say that there's a Peter Steele song on there just say no to love yeah. that is probably one of the coolest uh, songs that I guess the whole album sounds like Black Sabbath, just with different people singing. But that one's fucking awesome. I thought. Well, I can imagine, man. I, I think Peter Steele singing any Black Sabbath-ish or Black Sabbath itself would be fucking awesome. You know, I mean, I think that if the tables were turned and Ozzy was dead and Peter Steele was still with us, if there was going to be like a Black Sabbath reunion to honor and pay tribute to Ozzy and have a frontman front the front the bill you know i think that that'd be amazing i think that'd be really badass you know 
Even though I think Peter Steele passed away too, right? No, he did. That's what I was saying. If the tables were turned and Peter Steele was alive and Ozzy's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, that was a gone gone too soon thing, man. I just listened to October Rust. I think last weekend, man, I got up and hit the treadmill and was like, ah, what the fuck do I want to listen to? I just felt like something dark and I felt like something I could just crank fucking loud and I threw October Rust on and that's just such a great record man that and bloody kisses i think the only reason i didn't play bloody kisses was because i didn't want to crank that intro with like the whole orgasmic chick sound whatever's going on at the beginning of that Uh, i forgot about that one time and i felt like listening to typo negative while i was cooking in the kitchen so I'm like, so I'm like, Alexa, play Bloody Kisses by Typo Negative, and it comes on, and there's just all that uh, shit, you know. I'm like, whoa, whoa, Alexa, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> the kids were like playing in the living room. I just wasn't thinking on that one, like, you know. But yeah, like, uh, I think not to get even more down, but didn't he pass away like the same year as Dio, or like the month after? Ah, uh, fuck. I can't remember. That was a while ago. I don't... Yeah, like, yeah, it was 10 years ago. Because I just remember I was like, oh, man. Because those were, like, singers that I actually wanted to see that I hadn't seen yet. And that's kind of... At the time, I think, I didn't go to many concerts until then. And I kind of was like, shit. I kind of want to see some of these bands, you know. Like, while I can. Yeah, Typo Negative played the Madison back in the day, and I didn't go. I can't remember who was on that bill. I feel like maybe Marilyn Manson. Was it like Danzig and Marilyn Manson and Typo Negative? I can't even fucking remember, but I didn't go, so it doesn't fucking matter because that's something else I missed out on. Yeah. Well, Andy, you're really, you're really rubbing a lot of this. Yeah what never <laughs> what never was kind of shit right in my face would it bring me maybe down we should call it a man. day because we shouldn't be so down we're already shut in and now i'm bringing you down even more no and i'm gonna go fucking just grab a bottle of scotch and get shit faced and it's just now noon <laughs> <laughs> oh man well yeah there's probably not too much more to talk about anyhow and i think we've been rolling for a minute on here so Hate to talk about everything in one episode and not have anything to babble about next time. So, although I'm sure we're not going to have a problem there. Yeah. Well, hey, man, since you're the one who's the distant one in the conversation or in this episode, I feel like I feel like I've talked a ton. So I'm going to let you sign us out. Uh, thanks, um, everybody, for listening, and hope you stay safe and uh, you stay uh, germ-free. And um, we'll talk to you next time on A-Sides. Peace.